0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. This, this may be my last message on the series on discovering the joy of God's will for our lives. Amen. And um, I'm telling you, it's just been getting good. Amen. And, you know, you can really have joy following God. And I know sometimes we think that it's, it's all bad, you know, or it, part of it's bad and part of it's good. And we understand that there's going to be some bad, some good, some bad, and some ugly in our walk with the Lord. But, um, you know, it doesn't compare to what God has for us in heaven. Amen? Amen. So when we look back, anything that we go through that's tough as a Christian won't compare to what heaven's going to be like. Do you believe that? And so really we want to, you know, you should endeavor and have a desire to want to walk in God's will. Amen? Amen. And that's really the place, the safest place for you to be is in the center of God's will. And, and so, and so today I want to talk to you about doing the obvious and um, and and actually, you know, doing the will of God as in the obvious is the general word of God. You know, God's word, you know, tells us a lot of what we should be doing. Amen. And then we have the Holy Spirit that will lead us and guide us into how to do it and when to do it. Amen. And so we need to be led not just by just the general word of God, but by the Holy Spirit's leading too. Amen. And so, let's, let's open our Bibles to Galatians, and let's look at chapter 1, verses 3 and 5. I'll be reading out of the New King James Version this morning. And um, if you found it, just say amen. Glory to God. Amen. How many people have a smartphone out there, looking at your smartphone? You, oh, man, a lot of people have Bibles out here. Glory to God. Oh, man, I got, a, I got a sanctified church here. Amen. <laughs> I'm looking at people are actually looking at their Bibles this morning. I am, I am impressed. I'm very impressed by you guys. Amen. And, um, and sometimes they throw it up on the screen too, <clears throat> if they can move as fast as I move. Amen. And it says here grace to you and peace from God. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the Galatian church grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins. That he might deliver us from this present evil age, according to the will of our, of God and Father, to whom the glory forever and ever. Amen. So, as we see here, uh, what I want you to focus on here is that you know God just didn't save us just to get us to heaven. Amen. Just to give a, get us a ticket to heaven when we die. No, He He saved us to deliver us from this evil age. And so we're, we're delivered. We're, the Bible actually says we're translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son's love. Amen. So we're, we're, we're in a new kingdom. So we're translated out of that kingdom. But even though when we get saved and we get salvation, uh, you know, we, you know, when I receive Christ uh, and some of us, you know, we, we're in a process, you know, when you're saved, you're also in a process of salvation. And the more you grow in Christ, the more you learn about what's right and wrong. But also when you receive Christ in your life, when I, when I received Christ that that night that I received Christ, before I received Christ, I used to be a partier. Amen. I, I used to be in the clubs and and I used to party. I know you probably wouldn't think that, but um, I used to be a partier and and I, you know, and I wasn't saved. So that's what the world does is party. Right. Amen. The world has fun. Right. Amen. And so the, the world, you know, they, they party and I came and, and when I when I received Christ that night and I had a you know, I, I felt the presence of God. I felt the love of God. I felt accepted. I felt clean. Now, this was my experience. When I received Christ, now not everybody receives that, and, you, and I'm not saying that you go on experience, you go on the Word, but it's nice to have an experience. Amen. And so when I did get, when I received Christ, I didn't have a lot of teaching on morality, you know, I got saved that night, it wasn't a message on morality and you should live right and all that. But instinctively, instinctively, I knew that I was supposed to do right things. Amen. Instinctively, I knew that the clubs wasn't for me anymore. I didn't have to hear a message on that. Do you know what I'm saying? I kind of knew, you know, Now the club's not, not where I need to be at. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm redeemed. I'm a new person. I, I had that re- reality. But there is also a process for some of us. And some of us, there's a process. And we, and we, we learn what's not right because the Holy Spirit revealed that to us. Amen. Even though it may not be, we see it in the Bible. Amen. And uh, I like Yin's testimony because I knew and I was dating this young lady at the time and we were and we were, you know, um, I was dating her. We were in her teens. Of course, you know, I think I was 20. She was in her. She was 20. And uh, we were both consenting adults. Do you know what I'm talking about? Amen. But I even knew when I got saved that we needed to change that part of our relationship. I didn't need a preacher to tell me that my body belonged to Christ. I knew. Do you know what I'm saying? Amen. I didn't have to have that because I I had such an experience with God. I didn't want to lose that experience. I didn't want to I didn't want to lose that joy. I didn't want to lose that peace. Amen. I wanted to keep it. Yes. I didn't want to trade it off for anything else. I didn't want to go back. Uh, I you know you know the 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 you know, you have the joy of the Lord now. The world didn't give it to you, and the world can't take it away. And I don't want to go back into the world. So I didn't have a desire to do that. And and so, but other people that receive Christ, they don't have that dramatic change. But it's a process. My wife, she received Christ, and she wasn't really a partier per se. She would go to the clubs, but she wasn't a drinker. And uh, I guess she was a watcher. I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> She just like to watch people in the club. But, you know, you you know what I'm talking about. But some people like to participate and some people like just to watch and see people act like fools. (laughs) Because people act like fools in those places. And um, and so anyway, but she after she received Christ, you may remember this, but she had this eerie feeling when she was in the club after she received Christ. She went to it because she was invited by a friend to go to the club. And she wasn't, I don't even think she was drinking, but she felt uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. She, she, in other words, she said it was like she just sensed evil. And she knew that. And I was asking her about that this morning. I said, so how did you go? She said, she said it was the devil's playground. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? The club can be the devil's playground. And what is the devil out? He's out to kill you. He wants to steal, kill, and to destroy. So so, so she didn't have to have a message that, you know, she already knew. And this is where we got to get an understanding. You don't have to find everything in the scripture to know what's right and wrong. Ugh. Is this helping somebody? I mean, because God will reveal to you what's right and wrong. But you know, you can override that. You can override what's right and wrong in your life. And you can. Well, as long as, you know, and some of us sit in church and we only half listen to the message. Because we don't want to be responsible for the whole truth. Say, oh, me, oh, my. It's true anyway. I was talking to this one minister this week. And uh, and I'm a pretty... I I guess I consider myself a, a sanctified Christian, okay? Christian. I was going to say strict, but a sanctified Christian. And, you know, I don't drink. I, I don't drink. I, I left that lifestyle. And plus, you know, uh, I am under Rhema and all their ministers. We sign a, a, a form that we don't drink. Amen. Amen. And uh, and And the reason why is more than just... Well, the Bible actually says uh, elders or bishops, you know, uh, Paul writing uh, in his writings to pastors said pastors should not drink. So I kind of go with the Bible. But I also go with the law of love because I don't want my uh, liberty to hurt somebody else because I'm a leader and I might be able to handle a glass of wine with a steak at, at dinner But but the other guy that's prone to alcohol may not. And if I allow my freedom to infringe on his, you know, problem, then and he falls, then his blood is on my hands. Is this helping anybody today? (laughs) Pastor, it hurts so good this morning. And so, again, we, we have to look at all these things. And again, so I, I was delivered out of that stuff. I don't, need, you know, the Bible says don't get drunk with wine in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. In other words, Jesus is enough for me. Amen. I don't need Jack Daniels. Amen. I don't need all this other stuff. All I need is Jesus. Yes. Jesus said if you, you, that he will fill you. That, that if you hunger and thirst, he will fill you. And you'll never hunger and thirst again. Amen. Amen, And so we can be filled, but the devil has a counterfeit Amen. and he wants to counterfeit things. But listen, if you're really walking in God, you can have the joy of the Lord. Amen. You don't have to have just try to go from fun and just having a fun time, which dissipates after a while. You can have the joy of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And so here. Uh, so the, so we, we have to look at this, that, that God has delivered us from this present evil age and so I'm going to say this, as long as we're in this body and as long as we're in this corrupt world system, we're always going to have some temptations Amen. to do wrong. That's right. It's going to always be there it's not, because we're delivered out of darkness, but we're not delivered from the presence of darkness. So there's still, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we can fear no evil, but there are shadows out there. Amen. And so we're not going to be complete. You ever wake up in the middle of night just just there's a spirit of fear that comes on you. Maybe not, but it does. It happens. The enemy likes to attack at night. Have you have you found that out? Amen. Amen. And so and so we when when you receive Christ, you sometimes there's a process. Sometimes there's a direct change. And I know each one of us. We're all moving towards Christ-likeness, as in becoming more like Christ. And so none of us are perfect. We all have issues and problems, but but we don't want to stay in these issues and problems. We want to move towards freedom in Christ. Amen. And so part of that um, is that we need to learn to separate ourselves from worldliness. We We need to learn to separate ourselves and, and what's going to hinder us from walking out the full will of God, if we're not willing to let go of relationships of people that we may have be friends with that aren't saved, if we're not willing to let go of some of these things, they can hinder our growth in Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay. And so it says here in 2 Corinthians 6, 1, uh, 6 11 through 18, it says, O Corinthians And the Corinthian church, the Corinthian church was was an interesting church. It it operated in the gifts of the Spirit. The Corinthian church had power gifts operating, but they also were a carnal bunch. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? What what do I mean by carnal? They, 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 they needed a lot of correction. They were immature in their walk with Christ. They were babes, and God doesn't want us to say babies are our lives. He wants us to grow into adulthood in our Christian walk. Can I get an amen? amen. But, but, but the Corinthian church, they had a lot of babies in there. And even though they had the gifts of the spirit, which is by grace, just because somebody has a gift to God doesn't mean they're mature. Amen. Just because somebody can prophesy, just because somebody may have a gift of healing doesn't mean they have maturity. Amen. The maturity is checked by their character. Amen. If I'm preaching today, and so it's our character that defines really our maturity in Christ. Amen. So in 2 Corinthians, it says here in 6, 11 through 18. Oh, Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections. Think about that. See, the world will say to you, listen. If uh, the world would say, and they will, they will even say, the Bible is designed to control people. The Bible was designed by men to control the masses. Have you ever heard of that? But in reality, the Bible is designed to set men free from those devices that are enslaving them. But the world will say, no, no. God wants to control us. No, God wants to set you free. Amen. But, but what it is, is the world is enslaved to their devices and they think they're free, but they're really bound. Amen. Yes, Lord. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you? And we get this idea of freedom, such as like sexual freedom, you know, back in the 60s, free love. You know, now we got AIDS in the 80s. Amen. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? So, so, so it's not free and it will cost you. Amen. Yes. Amen. It will cost you. And, you know, we, you know, anybody ever heard of Hugh Hefner? Amen. Okay, we've got some amens here. Yeah. Some of you may. <laughs> and, and he's the epitome of what all men wish they were, right? And, but anyway, but uh, ungodly men. But, what, what, but, but he, he, he passed away. Last week, I think he died in 91. And, you know, it's interesting. You know, I always like to find, you know, you always want to wonder, I wonder if he was saved. But well, what do you think? <laughs> and but I, I did some studying and, and he was an agnostic. He didn't believe in the God of the Bible. See, what, what it is, is that unbelievers, they want to justify their lifestyle if it's ungodly. So they throw the Bible out. We as Christians, if we don't want to agree on a part of the Bible, we'll ignore that and throw it out. You don't want to do that as a Christian. Amen. You want to take the Bible And if it's truth, and it's speaking to you, you better do it. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? You have an obligation to do that. And so Hugh Hefner, you know, built a kingdom on the sex industry. And he made sex like this great thing. And sex is awesome. That's why I'm married. It's awesome. You know, the marriage bed is undefiled. It's awesome. Thank God for sex. But, but if sex becomes your God, it's not awesome. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? If that becomes your motivation in life, it's not awesome. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, you can be enslaved by something that was uh, something beautiful that God designed between a man and a woman in holy matrimony. But outside of that, it can be devastating. Outside of that, it can destroy you. Outside of that, it can bring women down to just a sex object. Amen. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? Outside of that, it's just bad. Amen. But but see, that's how the devil operates. He likes to pervert things and make things look good. You know, in the article, it said he died peacefully. I hope he did, you know. Jesus. Amen. And we, and I'm not going to judge the man because God can, God could, you know, The blood of Jesus could save Hitler. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The blood of Jesus could save Hugh Hefner. But when you're locked into a way of thinking, it's kind of hard to break out of that. The Bible says it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God because because their faith is in their wealth. Or in their kingdom. They're their own God. Listen, you're not God. When I woke up, you're not God. I'm not God. God is God amen and we got to get a revelation of that so it says here and so it says here for what now now this is us as Christians because you know as I was reading that article he said that he was giving discounts in the early days of his magazine to pre- preachers man I needed that subscription right but anyway uh, are you here what I'm saying to you today the enemy what, what, did, what did Jesus say Jesus said if you look unto another woman, and women, if you look unto a man, same thing, and lust in your heart, it's already adultery. So, 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 so these magazines is causing people to lust, it's committing adultery, and that's sin. Amen. Amen. But sin has to be defined by God and not by the culture. And, w- and what we do is we allow sin to be defined by the culture. Amen. Well, you know, gay marriage is okay in the eyes of the government. It's, it's, um, they have it on TV. You know, it's between two consenting adults. It's okay. Not if they're Christians. Okay. Not if they're claiming to be Christians. There's no gay Christian relationship. That's an oxymoron. It's not, there's no truth in that. Amen. Or there's, let's put it on the other way. Well, I am a Christian, but I'm living with my girlfriend. I'm living with, you know, the girl may say, I'm living with my boyfriend. But we love God. You're living, you're living in sin. Amen. And Bible says adulterers and fornicators will be judged. Boy, this is hard message today. What I'm talking about today is that if we're going to move into the will of God for our lives, the perfect will, we got to, We got to, this has to be, this has to be our rule. This, this, this Bible right here, the B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. Amen. And I have to go with this even if my flesh doesn't like it. Amen. If I want to make it to heaven. Amen. So I say, what? What are you talking about? I can make it to heaven, doing anything I want. You you sure about that? Amen. So it says here, do not be. Now, let's look at this. It says now, it says here, now I'm talking about separating ourselves from ungodly influences. And this, and if we don't, it can affect the will of God in our lives and can hinder the will of God and keep us from doing the full will of God. So it says here, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? And what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out among, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Now, why would God tell us to do this, to separate ourselves from? From from this, because they people have influence, Amen. and ungodly people may have demonic spirits on them, Amen. and they have th- and ways of thinking. And you hang out and mm-hmm. with these people, their thoughts and the way they think will corrupt. Bad company corrupts good morals. Amen. The Bible says that if you keep company with with people that are worldly uh you know you will be destroyed amen hallelujah amen and and we got to be very careful that's how i backslid as a christian and this was many years ago and i learned some lessons but i backslid out of church quit going to church and started living my life and and then I ho- hooked up with people that, that were ungodly. I start, you know, and then they, they would go to the clubs. And I thought, well, you know, grace is still there. I can go to the clubs, but I won't drink. So I started going to clubs and not drinking. And you can justify anything. Amen. And pretty soon you end up partying with the sinners. Amen. But thank God I escaped out of that. You, but I lost everything. <laughs> You know, in the Old Testament, when the, when the um, uh, Israelites, when they moved away from God, normally they would have everything. And then they started serving other gods. And guess what? The, uh, uh, the hedge would go down and their enemies would come in and they would strip them down to nothing. And then they would be in captivity and they would be broke, busted and disgusted and crying back out to God. Amen. Let that not be said of you guys. Let that not be said of me or you that we gotta get to a place because of our arrogance and pride that we have to get stripped down before we see God. No, let's serve God before that happens. And let's separate ourselves. Amen. And John in John two fifteen it says, Do not love the and two, Uh, 1 John 2, verse 15 and 17 says it this way. Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Notice that we're talking about the will of God here. He who does the will of God abides forever. So he's saying here that we don't, listen, John's not saying do not love, you know, because the Bible says that God made all things to enjoy. We can enjoy our home that God, you know, God allows us to live in. We can enjoy our car, but don't make those idols in our in your lives. Amen. Don't make that the center of your life. Amen. We can love our spouse, but don't put your spouse on a pedestal before Jesus. Amen. No, Jesus is always first. Yes. And, and don't and don't allow the world to captivate you because because the world is trying to draw you and he, and the world wants you loving itself. Amen. Are you hear What I say? No, we got to love God. Amen. The Bible actually says it this way. James says it this way. And that's it's really a hard letter. He says if you're a friend of the world, you're an enemy of God. Don't throw anything at me because I didn't say it. Now, I'm not saying that you can't disconnect yourself from your family that's unsaved, your relatives, you may have. But, but you don't have to join them and you can be salt and light and try to be a blessing and draw them in and talk to them about the hope that lies within you. Amen. But you don't need to be mixing it all up and, and not even talking about Jesus Amen. or them not knowing, you know, your stance with Christ. Amen. Amen. And so uh, Peter says it this way in First Peter one thirteen and sixteen. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon uh, upon that to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourself to the former lust, as in ignorance, but as He who called you, be holy. You also be holy in your conduct, because it's written, "Be holy, for I am holy." Now, I don't really preach a lot on holiness, but, you know, what holiness means, you know, holiness in the, back in the 50s in the in the holiness churches, they would preach, you know, that a woman couldn't wear pants and uh, they had to have long hair and, and all that. But that's 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 men's doctrine. Holiness is really of the heart. Now, now it should be. You know, uh, us walking holy, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be wearing things that women, you shouldn't be wearing things like low cut stuff that's going to cause men to fall. You know what I'm talking about? You should be, you know, men, you need to be careful on those tight jeans. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Could cause some women to fall. I try to watch it myself. Amen. So, so what am I saying? You, you, the holiness, God, mm-hmm. the more, clo- the closer we get to God, the mo- the more like we should become like God. Mm-hmm. And God is holy. Yes. He's holy. Mm-hmm. And he wants us serving him in the beauty of holiness. Yes. Thank you, Lord. See, some people won't come to a church that will teach like this. Amen. Because they want a church that will... Um, That will okay the lifestyle they want to live. You know, you can pick any church out here. There's churches for any blend that you want. And so listen, but I'm trying to keep you saved. I'm trying to keep you delivered. I'm trying to keep you set free. Amen. Pastor loves you. you. I'm just not going to preach a message that that doesn't convict you or challenge you. you, Amen. Part of preaching, one is exhortation. But another is rebuke. And some of you might need to be slapped upside the head for some reality. You, <laughs> is this helping anybody? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Especially those that are hard-headed. Amen. I know. I, I, I'm one of those people. I need, I need a hard message every once in a while. So, so listen. We, we can't allow ungodliness to reign in our lives. That's what this scripture is saying. It says here in Romans 6, 12. Therefore, do not... Let sin reign in your mortal bodies, that you shall obey its lusts. So God, you know, has his power that raised Jesus from the dead. It was powerful. That transformed Jesus' body to a glorified body. It took a lot of power. But the Bible said that same power dwells in every believer. And that same power can keep you from sin. You've got to acknowledge the power of God. You have to acknowledge. Some of us are trying to put sin down in our power, but you can only do it by the grace and the power of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the reason why some of us are failing and, and we keep going in these cycles of sin because we're trying to do it. No, you got the power of God that can break this thing off you. you Amen. That same power. Romans six fourteen says it this way: For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under the law, but under grace. Yes. So listen: You don't have to walk in sin. You don't have to live in a cycle of sin. We, you should be you should be free from sin. It's not God's will for you to be bound by sin. Or for you to be bound by anything that will hurt you or destroy you or hurt your family. God's will is not for you to be bound up. Amen. Hallelujah. I heard one preacher one time said to me, well, and he was telling me, well, pastor, you know, he said, you know, he always dealt with a lust problem, you know, and he said, God will intentionally leave that in you to keep you humble. Mm. I, I, I'm not buying into that. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't want to have a little lust in me. Just to keep me humble, keep going back to God. No, it can, you can be delivered out for that. But, but pastor, why am I lusting? Because you need to ch- turn off the Playboy channel. <laughs> you need something. Why, Roger, Whos rated R movies. Amen. That has a little skin in it. Well, it's just a little bit of skin. You know. Yeah, but it can hurt you. Man, it can really hurt you. Well, Pastor, you know, it's, it's like that guy that was making brownies and he didn't want his kids to watch a bad movie. And he said, we're going to make some brownies today. I don't want you to watch that movie because it has a little bit of stuff. They said, Dad, it's only a little, bit of, a little bit of cussing, a little bit of nudity, not that much. And he said, well, let's make some brownies. And he said, let's make, we're going to have all the top ingredients, but let, let's add a little dog poo to it. <laughs> and who's going to be the first to eat my brownie? We're allowing dog poo to affect our lives in these movies. That's why I have, you know, I have filters. Filters. Yeah, we need filters to filter out these things. Right? So we won't be, we won't be corrupted. Get an amen. So God's grace, so God's grace has the power for you to say no And and that power, when you keep saying no, those spirits are trying to drive you into those wrong areas, you say not long enough, those spirits will leave you. Amen. Hallelujah. Because it's spirits that are trying to drive people. Amen. Amen. No, we need to be driven by eternity. Yes. We need to be driven by the, you know, we are led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't drive us. The Holy Spirit leads and guides us. Amen. It's the devil that will drive you yes. Amen. to do things. Yes. And those things are designed, at first it seems like fun, but at the end it will end in death. Amen. Amen. So the power of God can set you free from these things the reason why we're not free is because we don't want to recognize some of the things we're doing is sin we we, what we do is we make excuses for these things oh you hear what i'm saying today and we say well it's not really sin you know that, that adulterous relationship is not really adultery it's just an affair The world knows how to dumb it down, right? No, it's an adulterous relationship. No, it's an affair. It sounds so much more prettier. No, it's an it's, it's, it's adulterous relationship. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? No, no, no. Listen, God doesn't validate sin in our lives. Is this helping somebody? Or have you gone home? And so we've got to get a revelation of that. And the Bible says that we, we shouldn't be bound by anything. And one of the things, listen, uh, man, one of the things here is for you to be set free. And I want to help you get set free today is that to be set free, you have to learn to walk with God and you have to put God's word first place. And to walk with God, you have to be in his word. His word will transform you. Jesus says this way. He said it to the Jews who believed him, he said it this way in John 8, verse 31, He says, if you abide in my word. You are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. The reason why we're not free is because we're believing a lie. that bond, We're believing that that bondage has dominion in our lives. Amen. And the Bible says, let, "Let, don't allow the devil to have any dominion in your life. Amen. In other words, the devil or sin is not supposed to define you. It's not supposed to be controlling you. You're supposed to be kicking that thing out of your life by the power of God's word and by the power of grace. How do we do that? Well, it comes through you having right relationships. You've got to get your relationships right. First, you've got you to decide if it's sin in your life. And if it is, you know it. You've got to admit it and quit it. Repent. Repent means turn away from that and not going back. Amen. And you turn away and you allow the power of the Holy Spirit to get you there. And then what you do is you get right relationships with other believers that aren't carnal. that are living right. And so this is what we try to do. We have a class today that will help you grow in Christ. And the class uh, is is called the growth track. God wants you growing. And in the class today that we have, uh, it has four parts to that class. One is the vision of the church so you understand and so you won't be you know, disillusioned when we, when, we, when we talk to you about the vision of church and what we stand for and what we're trying to accomplish here in the, in the city of Virginia Beach and so you can be in more solid ground when you sit down. Know that you're, that you're in a church that that's, has honor and integrity. Amen? Amen. Uh, next thing, uh, uh, the next part of the class is growing in Christ. And that's where we teach you on how to build your relationship with Christ. You know, lots of believers don't read their Bible. They, they, don't have a, they don't have a daily devotional. Preachers don't even have a daily. I was talking to this one preacher this week. He doesn't even have a daily devotional. Get a daily devotional. Amen. I just started mine just last week. No, I'm kidding. But you've got to have a daily devotional. Amen. And also you've got to have right relationships. And that's what we teach in that class, in that second part of the class. Third part, discovering your gifts that, that God wants to reveal to you, the gifts that you have. Why? So you can build the body up so you can be a part of the body. You have purpose. And see, when we're, listen, when I got into church and I started getting involved in church, even though I had problems, you know, the pastor didn't say, do you got problems? I had problems. The pastor knew I had problems. I, he knew I had problems. But you know what? I became an usher. I was an usher with problems. But I was growing through those problems. But I had commitment. And I knew people counted on me. And I had a team. And I had people that were in a fight with me. And when you're not hooked in with a church and involved in some way, a lot of times it's easy for the enemy to get you out. Because you feel like you've got no purpose. You hear what I'm saying today? And we need to be involved and we need to be connected. Amen. And then, then the fourth part of that class is, is implementing our gifts and talents and our abilities. Amen. And so, and so and that will help us. In first Peter four, one through five, it says it this way and it kind of sums it all up. It says here in first Peter four verses one through five, it says, therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, Arm yourself also with the same mind. For he who suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Stop. That's right. Let's read that again. Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourself also with the same suffering. Amen. And uh, for he who has suffered in flesh has ceased from sin. That he no longer should live in the rest of the time in the flesh for the lust of men... But for the will of God, for we have spent enough of our past lifetime doing the will of the Gentiles. When we walked in lewdness, lust, drunkenness, rivalries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. In regard to these, they think it's strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of disputation, dis, Speaking evil of you, they will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living And the dead. So what is he saying here? He's saying here that that just like me, I had to pull away from people that were partiers because I didn't want to go back in that place. And they're suffering to pulling away. And you have to arm your, if you're going to be a disciple of Christ, if you're going to walk out the will of God, the perfect will of God for your life, you're going to have to arm yourself with suffering. What, well, pastor, are you saying I got to suffer? Yes, Amen. you got to suffer, man. I had to get up early. I had to work on this. I was working on my message at one o'clock last I was suffering. Yes. <laughs> <Praise the Lord. laughs> Don't think you're not going to suffer. Yes, Lord, well, I'm going to the church that lets me do anything, so I won't suffer. Yeah, but you might die an early death. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? <laughs> the church of no account. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we don't care if you show up or show up or what. We don't care how you live your life. You know, as long as you put money in the plate, we're happy with that. I'm not here you. Know, I'm willing to turn a couple of you off, even some of you tithing members. Offend a couple of you if if I keep true if I can get truth in you and keep you from going to hell. The Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. you say, "Well, hell's not my theology. I'm saved. I mean, I'm never going to lose it." You better read your Bible again. Glory yeah. to God. Yes, there will always be people who want to persecute us. Amen. You know, and I got to close this out. But um, you know, we're going to we're going to suffer things. We're we're just going to suffer things. We're going to we're going to suffer persecution. You know, Abel was doing the right things. He was loving God. And guess what? His brother Cain murdered him. Yes. So if, just by doing right, you're going to have people that want to kill you. That's right. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because you're standing for righteousness. Yes. And so when you stand for righteousness, people that aren't standing there shows up their darkness. Shows up who they really are. And they want to kill you over it. Yeah, that's probably- can I get an amen? amen? We're going to get opposition. As soon as you sign up to be a Christian, bet you better, bottom dollar, there's a target on you and the devil is going to try to come against you. Amen. Through people, of course. That's right. So we're going to have opposition. Don't think you're not going to be opposed. Amen. amen. Daniel was opposed when he was praying, doing some good things. And, you know, God answers prayer. God's not slow pertaining to prayer. But there's sometimes the enemy work will work to try to slow down your prayer requests. Amen. It's not God just waiting and saying, I'm just going to wait until they really, you know, get a lot of patience in them. No, the devil can hinder some of your stuff. Amen. He'll try to oppose the good things that God wants to do in your life. It's not God just trying to dangle a carrot in front of you and seeing how much you can just suffer in patience. No, the enemy's working. Daniel is a prime example of that. Daniel was praying, it took 21 days, and the angel said, For the first day you prayed, God heard and dispatched an angel. Well, why did it take 21 days? Because there was some demonic oppression. There was another demonic angelic angel that was trying to keep the answer from coming. It's not God keeping it back from us. His promises are always yes and amen. 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 Don't start getting mad at God because your prayers aren't being answered. Maybe there's some things that the enemy's doing to oppose you. And then if we're going to serve God, we're going to get some criticism. People are going to criticize you. For standing for what's right. For standing on your beliefs. You're going to be criticized. Jesus was criticized all the time by the establishment. Man, the establishment hated Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they hated him. With a passion. That's why they trumped up false charges against him and had him crucified. They hated him. Why? Because they were jealous of him. Because he was speaking truth, and they were walking in darkness. Amen. And any time you start walking in truth, it's going to always show up other people's darkness, and it will convict their lifestyle, and they will reveal in them that's already set in them. Eternity is already set in the hearts of men, and nobody has an excuse on Judgment Day. Amen. People that go to hell have no excuse. Amen. God is always trying to draw them by his spirit. He's trying to draw. You know, you ever try to invite somebody to church and they say, yeah, we're coming. And you get excited and they don't show up. Get ready for some rejection. Have you ever been rejected by people? And they say, oh, yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. And they don't show up. up. And next time you try to see them, they duck out. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Like, hey, why weren't you in church? You know. Get away from me, you Jesus freak. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying today? You know, you were, we better arm ourselves with some suffering. Know that we're going to be rejected at times. Amen. Amen. That's why people don't serve God, because they don't want to be rejected. The Bible said it's the fearful that's going to go to hell. The fearful? Yeah, the ones that are afraid of, of men's opinions they're not going to get saved because they don't want their losing friends to think bad of them. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? It's called peer pressure. There's peer pressure. It's not just in high school that you have to conform to the losing groups in high school. There's, there's, Peer pressure yes, to try to conform to a certain way, but I'm not gonna let the world c- conform me. I'm gonna be transformed. Yes, I'm gonna be different. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand out in this ungodly world. Yes, and you need to stand for righteousness. And if you don't stand for righteousness, if you don't stand for truth, you'll fall for anything. Yes. And the Bible says deceivers will get deceived and deceived. If you start taking ripping parts of the Bible out because you don't like it, you will get deceived. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And I don't want deception in my life. I want truth. You should have a desire for truth. I don't want to live in a fantasy world. You have to have lived in a fantasy world. I don't know. Maybe he got Jesus at the end. But broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many fall into it. In other words, it's easy to go to hell. Majority of the people will go there. But it's for me and my house. For me and my church. We're all going to heaven. Well, I think. Are we all going to heaven? Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm not going to turn my back on Jesus. I'm not going to throw Jesus under the bush for some fleshy indulgences. I'm not going to allow my flesh to shorten my life. I'm not going to allow my flesh and fleshy indulgences to destroy not only me or my family. or my I won't let it happen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Because I'm not letting go of God. Thank you, Lord. Listen, you got to stay in the vine. Yes. Yeah. Jesus says you must abide in the vine. Don't unhook from the vine. What does that mean? You stay in the word. You stay in church. You stay in godly relationships. You you stay in it no matter what. And I'm going to say this. It's easy to live a life without sin. I'm talking about with habitual sin. That we're all going to stumble. But we should not be moving in habitual sin. It shouldn't be a lifestyle for us. Are you hearing what, that we can fall and we can stumble and we can miss it. But we should be repenting and fighting it as hard as we can. Amen. Staying back. In other words, what the Bible says, the Bible says only one place. And the Bible says to flee. And that's lust. Yes. You got to run from lust. Yes. And it's all in our society. Amen. You got to run from it. Praise and then you guys, you have to seek God, get his grace. And I'm telling you, he can break any ungodly thing off your lives. You believe that today? I'm telling you, I see a church growing. I see a church moving. I see spiritual giants out here. You are spiritual giants. And no devil in hell can destroy your life. You have to give them permission. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And I'm not going to give the devil any place. The Bible says that Jesus gave the devil no place. The Bible says, "Give the devil no place in your life." The Bible says, "Submit to God, resist the devil, and the devil will flee." Yes. And if we do those things, I'm telling you, we'll walk out the perfect plan of God for our life. Did you receive it this morning? Amen. That's our heads in prayer, Father. We honor you today, and I thank you, Father God. Oh, that you're so good and. I thank you, Father God, even though we're saved, there is going to be some good, there's going to be some bad, there's going to be some ugly, but we know that you're with us, Lord, even through all that. And I thank you, Lord God, that we have a, a great, Father, inheritance. And I thank you, Father God, for those that are here. I know there's some that are struggling, but Father, we know your grace and your power it enables them to break free of those weaknesses. And all they have to do is give it to you. Perhaps you're here this morning. Maybe you're a visitor. Maybe you're watching online and, and you never confess Jesus as your Lord. You, you, you need to do that. Jesus said it this way. If you don't confess him, Jesus, before men, Jesus won't confess you before the father and the angels in heaven. And you need to make that confession. Of Jesus in your life. So say this after me and mean it in your heart. If you're ready to move forward in God. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. From this day forward, I'm turning my back on sin, selfishness, and the devil. And I'm turning towards you. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.